This program is made possible by freemasonryart.com. Hollywood has produced several movies that include the subject matter of Freemasonry in them. They have increased the interest in the public for our fraternity. But now, a new movie is about to be released that is not only about Freemasonry, but has been produced by a Freemason. Today, we continue our conversation with Joseph James, executive producer of The Freemason Movie. You are listening to The Winding Stairs, episode 13. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite in Freemasonry. Hello, my friends and brothers, and thank you once again for taking the time to joining us here at The Winding Stairs. On today's episode, we will continue the conversation with Brother Joseph James, executive producer of The Freemason Movie. And it was a very interesting conversation. There was a lot to learn from it. I really enjoyed to see behind the scenes or get to learn a little bit more of what goes on behind producing a final product. As you know, as an artist, when I paint, I show people a finished product. And sometimes people like it, sometimes people dismiss it, they don't like it. But once people learn a little bit more about what goes behind the painting, when they learn a little bit more about the artist, then they they engage a little deeper with the creation itself. So hopefully this is what happens for you here when you listen to this interview. And you can get to learn a little bit more about the parallels that we discovered in our conversation between the creation of a movie, following your dream, and Freemasonry. I hope that you find this episode edifying. Here's part two of my interview with Joseph James. The last three films that you have worked on all center around themes of Freemasonry, right? Yeah. I have here the first one, the the Masonic map. Yeah, yeah, the Masonic map was just uh, all about, it was about some college students who stumble up, upon the Ark of the Covenant on an Indian reservation oh because my. they find a a map that one of their uh my character his his father was was abducted and murdered and uh the night before he was abducted he gave him this map and so we followed the map and we find the Ark of the Covenant, and then the CIA, you know, uh, kills one of the Native Americans and steals it back from us, and then ultimately we steal it back and give it to the Freemasons. Wow. <laughs> so, so for a first movie, it was a little bit, uh, too much to, to, to bite off, and <laughs> I did the best I could, and, you know, it's, you know, that, but it, the message in it, you know, people really liked at least the storyline, you know, and mm-hmm. I had never been to film school or anything, so it's, it's not like the highest quality film. It's not like it has all the best cameras and lighting and acting and everything, but it was fun and I learned how to make a whole movie from start to finish. That's, that's super, that's super important. I think that when we create something as an artist, I can, I can say that there are pieces that I do that are, I can't, I don't consider them to be masterpieces or my best work, but what they have done for me or the, the places that they have allowed me to reach 
it, it's it's all worth it. This is something that I learned from my mother. My mother was an artist as well, and she began painting before before I did or was ever interested in painting. But one thing that that she did, and and I always carry this this image with me whenever I do a painting that I'm not satisfied with, I leave it alone, and I move on to my next one, and I try to implement what I learned from that one. She would always say, "But I want I I really don't like how the background looks on that piece." And I would try to encourage her, mommy, you know, keep it as it is. I mean, it looks beautiful as it is. It's not the perfect painting, but it's a snapshot of where you were at that moment. And I, I, I can see that parallel with, with what you're doing, even though perhaps that first film wasn't your, your greatest work at that moment. It shows you at least where you were. And when you look at the next work, you can see the, the progress. I, that to me is very exciting. Do you do you ever go back to some of your earliest earliest work and get reminded of of the lessons that you got from them? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's it parallels perfectly with masonry. I mean, you know, when I was right when we got to to Hollywood, you know, I was instantly auditioning, and you know, uh, you know, I, I I would find myself on a big set and. I had no idea what was going on. I mean, there's all these cameras and, you know, I was, um, you know, I, I, there'd be movie stars, you know, uh, you know, around and there'd be the, the media and I just, I would just do what I was told, you know, and it took, you know, it took like a whole year to really realize what each person was doing and what stage of the process they were in. And so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. And I like how you said that your artwork can be a snapshot of where you were at that time. Yes. Because I think that that's, that's pretty much, you know, how all my movies were is that you, you know, you watch, you know, my first two movies and you can see a snapshot of what my understanding of filmmaking was at that moment in time and, and mostly what I had to, to work with. I mean, you as an artist know that, you know, you gotta have, you know, whatever you have to work with, that's what you got. So yeah. you got either a paintbrush or, you know, your different canvases and, you know, you can't, uh, you can't turn something into something else. And, yeah. um, you know, I've, uh, I, I've always been the sole, uh, you know, executive producer of all three of my films. And so I've never had any partners or, or other, uh, you know, uh, people helping me uh, essentially and so i've had to you know work with limited resources and you know these you know most you know most feature films cost you know several million dollars mm -hmm. and uh you know and they they have multiple investors and they they take years and years to make and you know my my films have all been made you know within one year uh the freemason actually took seven months and so uh you know and, and it's because you know you just i don't have all the best, you know, uh, equipment or, you know, I don't have unlimited amounts of money to be able to make them. And so a lot of it is just being resourceful and, yeah. and, uh, you know, just, just like you are in your artwork. Yeah. And that's, 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 I'm glad that you say that because sometimes people, they get bogged down by the fact that they don't have the latest and greatest equipment applications or access to different things. But that resourcefulness is what takes them that extra step. You have clearly set some goals that are really far beyond the reach of, of other people or, or even yourself. You set these goals that are very ambitious. But if you were to just focus on the fact that perhaps you don't have a, a steady cam or you don't have this type of lighting or whatever, then you would be less likely to actually 
take the steps to do it. But instead, you're working with what you have, and you're doing great work with with what you have. I had a chance to look at, um, I had a chance to watch the Templar Nation, and I was looking at it from from that perspective. There's a story here, and there is there are messages and i was looking at the relationships of the characters i love that that whole push and pull of the father and son that you that you show in the movie i don't want to give too much away because i want brothers to to actually check it out um but i was fascinated by the way that you're not just telling an overarching story but in between you're you're giving little vignettes of relationships between people and obstacles and people that are discouraging to your desires and, and that sort of thing. So I, I enjoyed that part of the, that part of the movie tremendously. I encourage brothers to, to check it out. Templar Nation is available at Blockbuster, right? Yeah, it's in, it's in, you know, almost every Blockbuster in the country and, uh, you know, it's available through Walmart, uh, dot com they they have a voodoo uh component that's kind of like uh you can rent it digitally or buy it digitally uh in, and same with blockbuster you can rent it or buy it digitally and then uh you know through target barnes and noble uh, a whole bunch of other websites um and yeah i mean it's it, it could it have been better uh yeah and but uh you know i had a great screenwriter who's not a mason but who 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 did the research and I thought that was that was important because um you know he 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 approached it from you know an average you know person you know person's understanding who's not actually in the organization and um yeah I mean the film film is doing pretty well I mean I of course some people are you know I I get negative emails or uh, people make negative comments and you know it's uh, just uh, and so sometimes it kind of hurts a little, you know, that people don't realize I'm just a 32 year old that just tried to make a movie on my own the best that I could, and that, you know, if if they they were expecting something, you know, from Hollywood, you know, some mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, you know, hundred million dollar film, it's it's just, you know, sorry, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a long ways from that, but like you pointed out, I mean, the whole movie is about the Templars and. And what happened to them, you know, it's, 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 it's speculation, but it's also tied in with, with real history, real facts yep. that we know. And, uh, so, you know, as a Mason, a Mason could watch it and derive what they, what they believe to be a fact and what may, might be speculation. But, um, you know, at the very least, it, uh, it at least, you know, comes up with a possible theory of, of what happened to them and, and hopefully there's some new things that even a Mason can learn while, while watching it. So it's, it's family friendly and, you know, it's a, it's a PG-13 movie that people can just sit down with their kids and watch. That's and, good. And then, you know, and it's, you know, even a lot of people have watched it with their wives and their wives will come away and say, wow, I, I know a lot more about what you go do every month or what Freemasons <laughs> are all about, you know, instead of it being some mysterious, you know, club that they disappear to for the stated meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> every month or, or whatnot. They get to see the history, the history behind it, going back to the Templars, because, you know, as we all know, the, uh, you know, the Templars disappeared you know, after the purge of 1307, and, you know, it's not really clear what happened to them. I mean, the only thing we do know is that the Freemasons reemerged, you know, during the founding of America with, you know, George Washington and Ben Franklin, and also in some lodges out in England. 
but uh, I don't think we'll ever know what really happened to the to the Templars, you know, until we find something definitive that explains it. That's good. That it has some elements that are, of course, going to race questions and make brothers out there try to find some answers on their own and try to corroborate what is true and what is creative license. It reminds me of the National Treasure franchise. Granted, that was a blockbusting uh, budget uh, film, but indirectly, it it dealt with Freemasonry and its influence within the founding of this nation. And that had a positive impact, in my opinion, to the fraternity as an organization because it it really got the youth of actually not not just the youth but the generation that watched that movie started becoming interested in in Freemasonry and I think that your films have that great potential of sparking that that conversation getting people excited about learning about Freemasonry its influence in in the past as you've done with uh, Templar Nation and in the present as you're exploring with the Freemason. This program is brought to you in part by freemasonryart.com. I invite you to visit freemasonryart.com if you want to buy some Masonic related products, interested in getting something nice for yourself, or if you're thinking of getting a Freemason a gift, this is the perfect place for you. We even shipped directly to the recipient, including a personalized note from you. Simply tell us what you want us to write in the comment section at checkout. We also have Masonic regalia, including our composite apron. This is a very elegant apron. You can see it if you visit freemasonryart.com. And remember that every purchase that you make through freemasonryart.com helps keep this program going. If you enjoy this program and you have masons to get gifts for this year, Head on to freemasonryart.com. The Freemason, can you tell us a little bit more about it, um, about the premise of the of the upcoming film? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just try to keep it brief. The, uh, I mean, the, the Freemason um, is, is, is the first movie that I know of that is solely based around, you know, the Blue Lodge masonry, uh, you know, that we're all familiar with, you know, the apprentice, fellow craft, master mason degrees, and, you know, the grand master being the, you know, the grand master of each state, and just the whole structure, and, uh, you know, whereas uh, Da Vinci Code, and Angels, and Demons, and, and uh, National Treasure, you know, those films, they kind of, they dive into it a little bit, you know, here or there, or they'll, they'll mention, you know, uh, they'll mention the Freemasons or something, but, you know, this movie is, it's the Freemason. I mean, it's, it's just all about uh, Freemasons. And so I think people will learn more from this movie than from just about any documentary or book or anything because it's just, uh, it was, I just laid it all out on the line. And uh, we were able to fin- uh, film mo- some of it in the uh, Salt Lake Masonic Temple. I'm, I'm nice. based here in Salt Lake City where I was born and, and raised and so um we got to actually you know film inside you know it's a you know 80 year old you know masonic temple it's just incredible they they, they do all the, the the 32 degrees and they've got one of those backs the one of those stages that has all the different painted backdrops and i mean the building itself is just massive and 
you know, it has all the original furniture and it's just, so using, having that as the, um, you know, the, to, to increase the authenticity was incredible. And so we, uh, yeah, the movie is about an investigative journalist who's hired to solve a murder of, from a, a, a wealthy heiress whose father got murdered. Uh, he was a 33rd degree Mason and he's mysteriously murdered after a, uh, entered apprentice ritual and he's married, he's murdered in the temple. And so this investigative journalist played by, uh, Randy Wayne, uh, has to, uh, try to solve the uh, uh, the murder, and she's paying him uh, $250,000 to do it. And so he uh, he kind of becomes partners with uh, Sean Astin, who uh, is uh, from Lord of the Rings. Uh, he was he was the main character in Goonies. Uh, he was he was the main character in Rudy. I mean, he's uh, his mom was uh, is, is Patty Duke, who was, you know won an Academy Award. I mean, he's been in show business his whole life incredible person, incredible actor, and he plays a homicide detective who is in charge of solving the case as well. And so neither, uh, you know, he or um, uh, Randy are Freemasons. And so all of a sudden they've got to, you know, figure out what happened and they kind of dive into this world of Freemasonry. And uh, the Grand Master is played by Richard Dutcher, who's an, uh, an amazing actor and filmmaker uh, based here in Utah who's had a, a lot of success. And he plays this, this Grand Master that's just incredible. I mean, he's got the beard and the wisdom and he, he just really fits the role of your your standard grandmaster and so um they uh they learn about freemasonry you know uh you know through the course of the movie probably more than they you know than they ever thought they would and so that's kind of the bottom line with that's it great. if you want to just have it in a nutshell and uh everyone who's seen it is, is you know comes away with an incre- uh, in a completely different perspective on what what we do as freemasons Excellent. If you you can imagine the impact that other movies that only indirectly mention Freemasonry, the impact that they've had in the fraternity, I can imagine that the impact that this film could have, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. You have mentioned that during the closing of the film, when you were actually finishing the the production of the Freemason movie, something happened with the main actor Sean Astin. What what actually happened that can paint a picture to our listeners of the kind of man that is working with you in this film? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you know, that he said yes to the film. <laughs> I mean, Sean, Sean is a, a legend, and he read the script. Uh, you know, getting him to read the script was extremely difficult, but once we got it into his hands, uh, he read it, uh, I think he got it on a Friday, read it over the weekend and then he said yes on Monday and so he had told me that uh his mom's dad I believe was a freemason and that he was always fascinated with it and he did a paper uh for one of his uh senior projects uh when he was in college and so he he was quite well versed and and uh, uh you know schooled on on all the details of freemasonry just not you know the inner workings and so you know the first couple of days on the set he he was you know just getting more and more into it and it was surprising to all of us because we thought that he was just going to show up you know say his lines do a professional job and then go back to the hotel but 
he was he saw the movie was getting so good that he actually started writing in you know little scenes here and he would say oh you know let's do this and you know he even stepped in and you know directed a couple scenes and wow. you know here he was teaching all of us and you know the we were, were basically just kids you know compared to him when it comes to the filmmaking you know uh, perspective and so he's making the movie just so much better and we get down to uh where we're sh- uh, the night before we're shooting you know the final scene and he uh we got done with that day of shooting and and right as we're leaving the set you know it, i said okay well we'll see you tomorrow and let's let's wrap this up and he said you know what i got a really good idea why don't you come to my hotel room and let's get to work and i, wow. I said okay you know so uh, you know, I'd already worked, you know, a 12, 15 hour day and I go to his hotel room and he's already in there writing away on his computer like a mad scientist. And oh he's, he's adding things into the, to the final scene and, you know, you know, manipulating it a little bit to, to you know, to adjust to what we had already shot. And it just went on and on and it kept getting better and better. And the next thing we know, it's five, six in the morning and we still weren't completely done. And I kept saying, Sean, you know, you don't have to do this. No, no, no. This, this movie's going to be incredible. We, we gotta, gotta do this right. And so That's we great. went to Denny's, uh, because we were just, we were so hungry. And so here we are in Denny's in downtown Salt Lake and he's still writing on his computer. Wow. <laughs> still, awesome. still just going at it. And we, uh, we we just went all night and he didn't have to be on set you know the next day until the afternoon so he went back and got some sleep i just had to pull an all-nighter and go right to the set at nine o'clock and worked you know all the way until midnight the next night so um that's something i'll never forget is that he didn't you know get paid any extra he didn't uh you know stop halfway through and say oh this is just too much i gotta get to sleep i mean he he did something that i don't think any you know uh you know actor on his level would would probably do and just showed me what a what an honorable man he was that's wonderful that's very good to hear it's it's really inspiring because it, just to see to hear the passion with which he was working on the movie and you know he is a component of the movie but here he became an integral part to the entire fabric of the movie so i think that's i think that's very inspiring now, when, of course, we are anxious to see this film, when will we have an opportunity to, to see it? Uh, it, it will be, uh, it'll be available, uh, worldwide, uh, very soon. I don't have the specific date. We're, we're working out all the, the details of that. Uh, I am having a, a red carpet premiere, uh, in Salt Lake this Saturday at the Gateway Megaplex. And, uh, that's where, um, you know, we're gonna, uh, all the people from the movie and the media is gonna be there and we're gonna, you know, show it to the public for the first time. And I was just gonna have one showing, but so many people have, have already signed up that, uh, we're actually gonna play it twice. So we're gonna right. have two back to back, uh, showings, you know, in a, in a full theater, uh, with, uh, you know, just like any other movie. And then I'll be announcing um, all the other details about, um, you know, when it'll be released and where. But uh, people from all over the world, um, you don't have to worry. I mean, it'll be available in every country, uh, in sometimes on just DVD or, um, you know, some of, it'll be on television in different countries. Uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, it could be in theaters. 
I had a, there's just a lot of different scenarios that uh, I'm working out. I, I actually just finished the movie like three weeks ago, so it, it, fi- having the final, final copy that requires no more work, uh, you know, just barely happened. But uh, they can learn about it. Uh, you can go to thefreemasonmovie.com. We have a Facebook page that is uh, forward slash the Freemason movie, and that has everything on it. I constantly update it. Uh, I have a Facebook page that's forward slash Joseph James Films, and my Twitter is Joseph James News, or at Joseph James News. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll hear all the details, and uh, the second that it's uh, available, I'll, I'll, I'll send out all the links, and I, I really hope that people will will consider uh, viewing it. Um, you know, it was, it was the hardest seven months of my life. I mean, I worked 18-hour days, almost seven days a week, uh, so did a lot of other people. It was, it wasn't easy putting this thing together. And so, um, you know, it wasn't as glorious as some people might, might think, but having the final product and, you know, the, being able to share Freemasonry with the world is really what the goal was. And, and I really hope that, uh, you know, that, you know, thousands and thousands of people will, will, you know, look deeper into the organization and have more curiosity because of it. And, and also it will just increase, you know, worldwide awareness. I'm sure, I'm sure it will. I, I'm really excited about it. I congratulate you on such a great job, what you've done so far. And I think this is going to be, this is going to be big. So I congratulate you ahead of time for the mind blowing success that this movie is going to be. You have been extremely generous with your time, Joseph. I thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Prepare yourself for another installment of Masonic Conspiracies by Robert Johnson from Whence Came You Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Brother Robert Johnson bringing you this exclusive Masonic Conspiracy for Brother Juan Sepulveda on the Winding Stairs. Now, this week, I really wanted to bring you a crazy conspiracy, but this one's not so crazy. I found this while researching, and it's actually interesting. It's a petition on caretopetitionsite.com. And I think rather than embellishing on the conspiracy, I think I'd just rather read this for you. This petition is entitled, Warning to All Parents About the Freemasons, Co-Masons, and Eastern Star, Female Masons. The overview reads, Targets are parents, schools, nursery, religions, etc. Sponsored by www.joesterling.com Protect your children today. Warn them about the secret societies now before it's too late. The Masons badly want to mind control as many kids as possible to protect their power and control. Freemasonry is a dangerous criminal cult network organization. They will tell your kids it's all good when in fact... It is the opposite. Your kids will become Masonic drones slash slaves, and they, in turn, will destroy your whole family and society with it. How can one person talk to another knowing this evil is out there? People don't realize that Freemasonry is also Mormons, Opus Dei, Jehovah's Witnesses, Common Purpose, Round Table, Speculative Society, Knights of St. Columbia, Orange Order, Rotarian, Shriners, Co-Masons, Scientology, Bilderberg Group, Illuminati, The Eastern Star, Female Masons, etc., etc. Whew, that's a mouthful. Do not listen to one word from a Mason's mouth. They can only repeat or defend their brainwash. They are told nothing else. They are also sworn to protect each other. 
They have been dehumanized and will only listen to their twisted Masonic controllers, the Freak Masons. Use hundreds of different names worldwide to confuse and deceive. We have challenged their masters all over the internet for years now to come and talk to their victims in front of a live filmed audience, and they have refused because it's all true. Our victims groups have mountains of concrete evidence. This is not about revenge. Let's stop the madness. Far too many websites to list, but just follow these links and read the truth for yourselves. You and your children's future depends on this knowledge. Our advice to all the members of these criminal organizations is to leave today. Modern technology will expose and incriminate every one of them. They can investigate crimes going back 50 years and more. No problem. The Masonic controllers will tell their members differently because they have the most to lose. They are the most evil things to breathe on this planet. We have a register of tens of thousands of Masons in the UK and more added every week. All we have to do is drive by with a hard drive disc and film their house and vehicles. They are full of Masonic symbols, letters, and numbers, especially their vehicle registrations. We can spot the Masons better than their members because we have ex-Masons on board. There are no more secrets. Search online for how to stop the NWO or the New World Order. Masons immediately. It's important that you forward this warning to everyone you care about. Protect your kids ASAP. This article is not meant to offend, only educate. This petition comes from a support group, Anti-Corruption Party, for the victims of Freemasonry. There is absolutely no fabrication in this article. We can back up everything we say and more. Please sign this very important petition. Now, that's the end of the overview, and I realize this is a little bit longer of a segment than normal. But the petition has been closed, and it received 83 signatures out of a goal of 2,147,483,647. I'd say they fell monumentally short. Several of the signatures have left messages, and I'd invite you to check this out. So if you go to www.thepetitionsite.com, you can read it all for yourself. Kind of made me laugh and a little bit sick. What are you going to do? Thank you to Brother Robert Johnson for another installment of Masonic Conspiracies. He definitely has a talent for finding these these stories. I discourage you, though, from trying to go out on your own. Leave this to the professionals. He knows how to find them safely to share them and entertain you and give you a little glimpse of the kind of misinformation that's out there about Freemasonry. And I think that's why it's so important that we take it upon ourselves to provide quality information about Freemasonry that all of us, you know, you listening to this program right now, that you act accordingly based on the principles of Freemasonry. So you act as an example of what a good Mason is. So we are charged with that to be uh, upright men, virtuous, and, you know, give a good example. But thank you to Brother Johnson for, for this gem. As you might know, Brother Johnson is the producer of the Masonic podcast called Whence Came You? You can find that at wcypodcast.com. He's also the managing editor of the Midnight Freemasons, and you can check that out at midnightfreemason.blogspot.com. There, many different brothers from around the country contribute articles of many different topics related to Freemasonry. And you'll f definitely find very interesting and enlightening articles there. So head over to midnightfreemason.blogspot.com. 
Also, I want to express my gratitude to Brother Joseph James for the time that he spent speaking with me about his career in making movies, which I think it's an inspiring it's an inspiring story. Whether your dream is to make a movie, be in a movie, whatever your dream is, regardless of how small or large it is, I think that seeing examples like this help us make our dreams a little bit more tangible. You might be wondering, what is the secret to making big dreams possible? And it really is no secret. We've heard it many, many times, especially in our fraternity. We talk about virtues like industry, prudence, fortitude. Courage is something that we've talked about in this program before, and it definitely takes courage to take on big projects like like these. So whatever project you're thinking of embarking on, if there is a business venture that you are thinking about and you have been doubtful of whether you can do it or not, you can do it. You set a goal, think of the right steps to reach it. Going back to the message of part one of the interview, mentorship is crucial. We are a community. We are a society of friends and brothers. We can connect with one another, find out other brothers that have achieved similar things, and seek their advice. Avoid making mistakes through the wisdom of other brothers that perhaps have gone before you. Those are lessons that are very important for us to embrace and share with other brothers so that we can continue achieving great things and leaving a mark in the world as men and masons. I had the privilege of seeing a screening of the Freemason movie, and I have to say the movie is definitely worth watching. It kept me very entertained, it kept me on the edge of my seat, kept me guessing. You can see that Freemasonry is portrayed in a very positive light. It is a, it's an action film. You can find a lot of mystery and intrigue. I am very excited about the final product. And even though it's it's a movie that perhaps is just entertainment, it does have that potential of increasing the interest in people about our fraternity. So I encourage you to stay in touch with us. Also, stay connected with a Brother Joseph James. You can find him at facebook.com forward slash Joseph James Films or facebook.com forward slash The Freemason Movie. As soon as we find out more information on release dates, we will share them with you. I will include links to everything we've mentioned in the program in the show notes. You can find that at thewindingstairs.com forward slash zero one three. You know where to find me. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash Masonic Fundraiser. On Twitter at windingstairs33. Find The Winding Stairs on Pinterest. We're sharing some really cool stuff there. We have some really good shows coming up. So I encourage you to stay in touch with me. We will be talking about more ways to be a virtuous man. I'm going to go deep into the different steps in The Winding Stairs so that you can have actionable advice to really become a better man by being a mason. When we joined the fraternity, like I've mentioned before, we did so so that we could become the best version of ourselves possible. And one way to do it is to know exactly what to do in different circumstances. So hopefully we can make 
our programs more valuable to you, give you actionable advice so you can apply them to your life and become a better man and mason and really shine bright out there with your light. If you enjoy our program, please consider sharing it with the brothers in your lodge. Let them know that they can receive Masonic education while on the go, just like you're doing right now. So please do that for us if you can. If you find the program entertaining, educational, also consider giving us a rating on iTunes. Doing so will help other brothers find us when they're searching for Masonic programming on iTunes. You can add your comments by visiting thewindingstairs.com forward slash iTunes. Please join me again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Thank you.